A couple of days ago, I posted an article that I read in a publication known as allisrael.com. That's the web address. And the header on this, the title of the article is Rush Limbaugh gave his life to Jesus Christ a few years ago, and it gave him tremendous hope as he faced his toughest fight. Now, what was interesting right away from the article, it was written by Joel Rosenberg. You may well have read uh, some of Joel's books. He writes fictional accounts of end-time events. I did not know that he had a relationship with Rush Limbaugh. So he tells the story. But notice it says, a few years ago, it gave him tremendous hope. That's when he came to Christ a couple years ago. Now, Rush's brother has written several books, apologetic books, about the Christian faith. But Rush apparently did not come to know Christ personally until a couple years ago. So he had, what, over 30-plus years of three hours a day speaking to the, uh, to the public. And, and so uh, Joel goes into the history of Rush's career. And the dateline is Jerusalem. How did Rush Limbaugh become the most listened to and most influential radio broadcaster in American history? And then he lists a number of things. A brilliant conversationalist, absolutely the most original thinker on the American political and cultural scene. He's heard on more than 600 stations across the country, listened to by more than 20 million people a week. And it goes on and on. Credited by Ronald Reagan as the voice of conservatism. He was the most pro-Israel broadcaster in U.S. history, hated by the left, viciously and routinely attacked by Democrats and their allies in the media. And by the way, that anger, that hatred toward him, I'm going to address that in a moment because I, I've, been, I've been amazed. As I'm looking at it right now, it's made its way in front of some 8,000 people that, that we've posted this. And there's been 4,000 responses, most of which are, are positive, but some are incredibly ugly. And so he goes on and he says this. This is fascinating to me. I did not know this. The rush I knew had a simple answer in terms of his success. He said, talent on loan from God. That's what he loved to say. It wasn't just a throwaway line. It was true, but now God has taken him home. And now Joel Rosenberg's reflecting. For the last several days, I've been mourning Rush's death, but not without hope. He was only 70. Death came too fast. Took him too soon, as far as I'm concerned. Yet there is something important and exciting that you should know about Rush. Rather late in his life, in his final few years, Rush gave his life fully and completely to Jesus Christ. Though he had been raised in a Christian family, this was different. Something specific had happened in his life. He had made a very personal and profound decision, and it changed everything. The mainstream media, so filled with their hatred for Rush, will never tell you this side of the story, so perhaps you'll let me. That's why I posted this, by the way. You're not going to hear this in mainstream media. And he goes on, I had the rare opportunity to see Rush's extraordinary God-given talent firsthand. And here is something, again, I did not know. Joel Rosenberg, well-known author now, he interviewed me for a job in late 1993 and hired me in 1994. For the next two years, I was blessed to work for him as a research director and writer for the Limbaugh Letter and working with him on various articles and op-eds he wrote for other publications. And then he talked about, I had the joy of working closely with his amazing, brilliant, fearless, and loyal inner circle. So in other words, they had a close-knit group of people that worked together. And so Joel goes on and 
talks about this, and uh, he said he had been worried about Rush over the years. He had multiple marriages that failed, and that left him hurt. And then he finally married uh, his wife that uh, he was married to when he died, Catherine. He had struggled with drug addiction to painkillers, and he had to do that in the public eye. He had lost his hearing. Then he got the cochlear implant that allowed him his career to continue. Uh, on air, he certainly, this is Joel Rosenberg, I'm going to quote him here. On air, he certainly made his share of mistakes. Often went right up to the line. Occasionally, he went over. He did. And, and what you're going to find is when you consider all those years and all those hours of radio broadcasting, some people have grabbed a hold of the few places where Rush, and a lot of this, by the way, was before he became a believer, where Rush, I think, probably went too far in his sarcasm and the like. And it goes on and it says he was raised in a wonderful Christian family in Camp Gerardo, Missouri, the heart of the American Midwest. He was steeped in Judeo-Christian values. Rosenberg goes on, his younger brother David became a very devout follower of Christ in the 1990s. Indeed, David, a lawyer by training and profession, has gone on to write some amazing books about the Christian faith, apologetics, and the persecution of Christians. But I worried that Rush was resisting a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, or perhaps too busy and too successful to focus on such a relationship. He and I occasionally discuss matters of faith, mine and his. And now keep in mind, Joel Rosenberg is, uh, comes out of a Jewish background in part, and he knows Christ, and he knows the Scriptures, and here he's working for Rush, and he's trying to, to be a, well, a source of light to Rush. And so it goes on, and, and he talks about praying for Rush for 28 years. He points out that even before Rush trusted Christ, he was incredibly kind and generous, not just to people in general, but to, to me and my family, Rosenberg speaking. And it turns out, and again, this is another fact that caught me off guard as I read this, in the fall of 2002, he single-handedly turned my first political thriller into a number one bestseller and drove it onto the New York Times bestseller list for 11 straight weeks. How? He read it, loved it, broke all of his personal rules about not interviewing people on his program who were not the President of the United States or the Speaker of the House. That's right. He actually interviewed me, Rosenberg, reflecting on this, and raved about my novel on air, and I was absolutely stunned. And it wasn't just one time. Many times over the years, he would read and enthusiastically endorse my books on his program. This simply was not done in this world. Yet, he did it for me. And I loved him for this and for so many other reasons. And then Rosenberg goes on and talks about he was just so concerned that Rush really had never trusted in Jesus Christ as Savior. Uh, he, he said this, Rosenberg, that's why I worried about him. A specific Bible verse kept echoing in my heart. Jesus once said, What profits a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? That's what I feared for Rush. By the way, as he wrote that, I was thinking of the other reports I've read that this past year, Rush made like $84 million. Can you imagine that? And that can just, you're given the world. And so as it turns out, it says, uh, Rosenberg said, I would talk to him about the Lord when I could. We would email about lots of things, and occasionally I'd share a Bible verse with him. But mostly I prayed for him. Did you hear that? 
What did Joel Rosenberg do having worked for, for Rush? And Rush had done a lot for him. He loved Rush Limbaugh. And he said, I prayed for him for 28 years. Can you imagine? I asked the Lord to bless him and draw Rush into the kingdom of heaven. And I asked the Lord to bring other strong believers into his life that would be far more credible in Rush's life than little old me. I was not the only one, Joel Rosenberg continues. I met evangelicals all over America who, when they learned that I once worked for him, would tell me, I love Rush and I'm praying for him every day. And it was in February of last year that Joel Rosenberg was hoping to be with Rush when Joel was in the country. Joel lives in Israel. But he was in the United States to promote one of his books. And as he was making his tour around the country, he contacted Rush and they set a time when they could get together. But on that day, Rush was extremely sick, was quite ill, and he wasn't able to see anyone. At the same time, uh, Joel Rosenberg had to get back to Israel. They had quarantine guidelines in place so he couldn't stay any longer to see if he would have time with Rush if Rush were to start to feel better. And so he said, I never got to see Rush again. And I worried that he was going to pass away without knowing for absolute certainty that he was going to heaven. And that grieved me. But something happened on that trip that changed everything. I learned the greatest possible news. That just the year before, in 2019, Rush had given his life wholly and completely to the Lord Jesus Christ. 2019 now. Maybe he had made a decision to receive Christ by faith when he was much younger and had, like many of us, struggled to walk closely with Christ after that decision. That I cannot say. But I now knew that he was studying the Bible like he had never done before. He was praying like he had never done before. He was growing spiritually, and, and it was transforming him. And it wasn't out of desperation. It wasn't simply because he was contemplating his own death. It was because he had truly wrestled through the claims of Jesus for himself and came to the conclusion that Jesus really did die on the cross, rise again, and was the Messiah, the Savior, and the King of the universe. And having placed his faith in Christ's love and forgiveness, he now had a certain, definitive hope that he was going to heaven when he died, and peace for every day before that. I was overjoyed. <laughs> oh, wow. What's hard as I read this is I've also read responses from people who are so ugly. And again, Rush made statements that he shouldn't have made at times. There's really a handful, relatively small when you consider the thousands of hours of broadcasting. He did push the limit a few times. And by the way, his faith in Christ was the year 2019. And so Joel Rosenberg's prayers and the prayers of others were answered. And when uh, Joel found out about this, he didn't feel comfortable going public with it as much as he was excited and wanted people to know. And so he told his wife and his sons, and they rejoiced because they'd been praying for him. I began to hear him share about his faith in Christ and newfound hope with the radio audience he loves so dearly. And then it was on October 19th that Rush made a very clear statement of his faith when he said, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And now Rush has gone on to his reward. And I appreciate what Joel Rosenberg shared. And if you would like uh, the link to this article, just uh, send me an email, john at livetheword.org, and I'll send it along. Now, did Rush do some things that he shouldn't, said some things that were unkind? Absolutely. He didn't come to know Christ, it appears, or begin to really embrace the Savior 
until 2019. He may have still said some things he shouldn't have. We all do, don't we? But the anger and hatred in the hearts of some people is beyond comprehension. We are at a very dangerous place in the United States of America. And the reason is the anger, the animus, the the bitterness, the hostility, the, the, let's just call it what it is, the hatred that people have when someone holds a different value system, when someone doesn't agree with what they believe. And for those of us who embrace biblical truth, and we will fall short of living it out at times, absolutely, but for those of us that simply embrace biblical truth, we're more and more hated by unbelievers. And persecution is growing at an exponential rate. We need to speak the truth and do so in love. But the truth is the most loving thing we could ever share with someone. We would very much appreciate your prayers and your partnership as we use radio, podcast, media of all sorts to communicate truth. And uh, we'd love to hear from you.